group of photographer friends and I set out on a cold January for a desert hike. We were all professionals, looking to get some good shots to frame up and take to market. The rock formations at any given time of year were a beautiful sight. In the wintertime, though, they could become lightly snow-dusted, which made for a remarkable picture that people would pay good money for. I sold a lot of my work at farmer's markets and occasionally in galleries. Sometimes it was better to connect with people and the art. They always had questions about where I was when I took the photos, where inspiration came from. I was happy to share some of that experience with them. In three separate vehicles, we loaded our massive equipment, cameras, tripods, gimbals, and a variety of lenses that would draw the envy of any amateur photographer. A few of us were purists, insisting on using actual film cameras. That wasn't my style, though, preferring to use a modern digital standard. The cameras being produced today were just too good not to use simply out of the convenience of not handling film. I could even do any necessary editing on the drive home if I wanted. The drive out to the desert spot where we would set out on our hikes was a long one. One of those drives into a seemingly endless plain of flat desert. The hypnotizing effect of the monotony was powerful. I kept myself busy though, editing other work to pass the time. When we arrived, we parked at a series of trailheads that would lead us to several good opportunities for some good shots. We were all packed with several layers of hiking clothing. The desert could vary temperatures wildly, being hot in the day, punishingly cold at night. We were well prepared though, this not being our first trek into a harsh wilderness for this purpose. We all set up camp and our tents at the designated campground, but were determined to set out immediately on the first hike. There was a sunset that we couldn't waste sitting around instead of getting to work immediately. The trail we chose was rocky and led up a slope to a flat area on top of a rock formation. It should give us a great landscape view of the surrounding terrain. All of us were laughing and joking as we made our way up the slopes of rocks. Even though this was our job, we loved it. Every part of the experience was something we craved, so we were all in our element, even though the travel was tough. There were also several great shots of the rock formations to be had along the way. Even some animals were starting to come out in the waning sunlight, eager to search for food as the temperature started to come down. Finally, we reached the crest of the rock formation, which led onto the platform where we could set up for hours of sunset and night work. Assisting each other carefully, we were able to reach the top and marvel at the sheer brilliance of the views. Several of my friends stood on where we climbed up, just in awe of the pure beauty of the untouched nature. I glanced across the flat of rock and noticed something that was starkly out of place. Some sort of vertical structure standing alone in a plain flat of rock. I walked closer to it, my curiosity piqued. As I approached it, it became apparent that it was a wooden door standing straight up in a wooden frame that was somehow perfectly installed and undisturbed by the wind and weather that undoubtedly pounded on it routinely. My other friends took notice of my discovery and started to come take a look for themselves. Several of them were ecstatic that there was such a weird thing up here. Everyone got their cameras out immediately 
intent on capturing this oddity against the desert sunset backdrop. We had no idea who would have set something like this up, or what their intentions were, but it was a huge opportunity for us to come across something really weird like this in the middle of nowhere. We were all snapping pictures in rapid succession, getting as much footage of the wonder as was possible while we still had daylight. After several minutes of this, we became curious about the door itself. Could it open? My friends urged me forward to inspect it more closely. It really was a beautifully constructed door, one created with care and precision that it could withstand the weather out here, but also made to be beautiful. The edges were carved in an ornate pattern, maybe with a sort of Victorian inspiration. The door handle was a heavy metal, also cast into a beautiful piece, like it had vines reaching out into the solid wood of the door. Open it up! shouted one of my friends, camera up and ready to take another set of shots while it was open. I moved my hand to the knob, which seemed innocuous at a glance. When I was near touching it, though, a wave of uneasiness overwhelmed my senses, and I hesitated. I suddenly had an extremely strong feeling that I should back up and leave this alone. What was this doing out here, after all? Should I really be messing with it? Hey, what's wrong? Just open it, said another one of my friends. I shook my head, realizing that I had just been standing there, hand hovering over the knob, not doing anything. What was I doing? It's just a door in the middle of nowhere. What am I so scared of? I forced my hand onto the handle and turned. The door was unlocked and opened without even a creak from the hinges. As it swung open, the sight that awaited me gave me an almost vertigo sensation. The rock formations, they were in reverse. It was as if I was looking at a mirror image through the lens of the open door frame. My friends didn't seem at all disturbed by this phenomenon, hooking their cameras wildly to get shots of the inside of the door and surrounding area. The contrast in the image through the door and the surrounding open plane was disturbing to me. Instead of taking any pictures, I stood there in quiet apprehension, trying to understand what exactly we had discovered here. You should go through and take a look said one of my friends to me. Astounded, I just looked at them, were none of them even the slightest bit disturbed by what we had found. Go in. Are you crazy? I replied. What? It's just a door. It's probably just an optical illusion, they said. I approached it again, still holding a strong sense of uncertainty about how benign this structure truly was. As a test, I took the end of my tripod carefully passing it through the doorway. Nothing happened. Quit being a wuss, shouted one of my companions. You come over here and walk through then. You're so brave, I replied with a bite in my voice. The group quieted down markedly after my retort. I set my tripod down and took my free hand. I put it forward through the gap of the frame. Again, nothing bad happened. I took another step toward the frame taking in a larger view of the inside of the door. It really was remarkable, as if the world was opposite, reflected, mirror-like. Throwing caution to the wind, I stepped through the gap and through the doorway. Nothing bad happened, but the image when I turned around became even more perplexing. 
I could see my friends, but only through the gap in the doorway. I could tell they were also seeing something similar because I could see through the doorway that they had started taking more pictures, attempting to capture the further developments of this oddity. I would have also done this, except that it was in that moment I noticed something out of place back on their side of the door. A figure standing behind all of them, not taking any pictures. They hadn't noticed him because they were so distracted by the work at hand. I recognized him, wearing the same hiking clothing, carrying the same tripod, the same camera around his neck. This was another me, standing behind the group. He was looking directly at me through the doorway, a wide smile slowly creeping across his face. Hey! I started to shout as I moved closer to the doorway to re-enter my world, only there wasn't enough time for me to articulate a warning to them before a large, unexpected gust of wind came up behind me, slamming the doorway shut suddenly. The shock of it stopped me in my tracks, fear starting to take over at not just what I saw, but now the sudden prospect that the doorway was shut and I could no longer see what was happening. I rushed to the door, grabbing the handle and trying to open it. It was locked. I wasn't willing to accept that the doorway was now closed. I banged at the door with my fists, trying to make it budge. It was so solid though, completely unmoving to my complaints. I raised my foot and tried to kick the door in. It was like kicking a cement wall, it was so solidly shut. Completely resistant to the force my body was putting against it. It was then that the terrifying realization started to creep in. The realization that I was trapped on this side of the reflection. I looked around desperately, trying to figure out what to do. There was no one up here with me on this side of the door. The equipment, tripods, camera bags, backpacks, all of the supplies, missing. My mind raced then on what to do. Survival mode starting to kick in. Then, as if pushing out any rational thought about what to do next, an idea occurred to me that I should take a picture of the door again. I don't know what made me think it, just that somewhere in the reaches of my brain, it seemed like the most natural thing to do. I raised my camera, holding it as steady as I could given the desperate situation I was in. I clicked the button to take the picture, and then waited a brief second for the preview to come up on the digital screen. Astounded, I stared at the picture it displayed, defying any notion of reality. The image showed my friends, who I could not see with my own eyes. They were crowded around the other side of the door, trying to find a way to open it. The photo telling a story of urgency, their shouts and hammering against the door audible to me simply by taking in the picture. This was not the most disturbing thing about the photo, though. I could see my double, still standing behind my group of friends. He was closer to them now, a smile still painted across his face, wide and unmoving in the picture. I raised the camera again then, wondering if taking another picture would continue the story. I snapped the picture and waited. My gut twisted as I saw the story did continue. The double of me was even closer to them, only now he was holding a long knife. One of my friends had noticed him now, and had pointed behind them trying to get the other's attention, a look of urgency frozen on the screen. 
clicked the button again, and waited for the next picture. The friend that had taken notice first, they had been viciously attacked with a knife from my double. The double, who was now in a struggle with one of my other friends. The others who were close to the door had stumbled back from it, fear and confusion on their faces at the sight of my double and the knife. Another picture, and I waited for the next part of the story, hands so tense I was practically breaking the camera. The next image came in, no less shocking than the others. Another two of my friends had been taken down by my double. The others were starting to run, but there was no great place to escape besides down the rocky slope. The double was pursuing them, knife in hand, smile still wide on its face. I was horrified by what I was seeing, but I couldn't bring myself to stop looking, stop taking the pictures. I had to know how this ended. My friends, one by one, were hunted down by my double, viciously attacked with their blade and fists. Some of them didn't fight, just put up their hands in a vain attempt to stop the coming blows. After the last of them had perished at the hands of my double, the copy of me turned toward me, where I was taking the pictures of the violence. Frame by frame, he approached me until he was right in my camera lens, face frozen in that smile, consuming the entire image until I could see nothing but his face in the widest view of my lens. I let the camera out of my hands, strap against my neck, catching it from hitting the ground, my head grappling with the gravity of what had happened, my friends gone, me trapped on this side of the doorway, a doorway that was sealed so solidly shut I had no hope of returning to my side of it. Maybe worst of all, there was a duplicate, a copy of me. There were on my side doing unspeakably evil things. If I were ever to find a way back, there would be no way to prove it wasn't me committing these atrocities. Part of me, though, wondered what else it was capable of. What else could my camera capture in this world or the other to document the evil of this creation? My camera, the eye that can pierce the veil and see the terror that was waiting for me on the other side.